I'm Asan, and this is the preseason review. City make it two wins from two by beating Bayern Munich 2-1 in Japan. It was in Tokyo, I believe. I've said in Tokyo. We'll see later on whether I'm right or wrong. Anyway, joining me to review, to give me his thoughts on preseason as a whole and whether he's looking forward to the new season, I have the man, the myth, the legend that is Mr. Howard Hawking. Morning. Morning. How are it we? It was in Tokyo. Excellent. I got something right. And now they're off to South Korea, I think. Honestly, during the match, I had to look it up myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the um? Did you see the cues for the city merch? Yeah. Before the f- before the first game. I know. Yeah. But hey, maybe they've got the city staff working over there. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get a pint You're- at half time. Yeah. The other thing that really jumped out was it really was majority city fans in the stadium, mm. wasn't it? Yeah. I mean the I know I don't know I don't care <laughs> the capacity of the stadium in Tokyo or the one in South Korea or anything like that, but I did read in passing that the Atletico Madrid game sold out in thirty minutes or something like that. Wow. And that's I think wow. sixty three five thousand or something. Yeah, it's a different world to just five years ago, two years ago, maybe three years ago, whatever. Mm. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to put yeah, it all. Yeah, it is just it's it's breaking through now because it's been breaking through in children. You know, for about five six years, you'll see it in the playground. You see people like kids breaking from the family bloodline of supporting City when the dad's a United fan and you know my dad's a United fan but he was like a casual one you see bigger you'll see the numbers now changing that will you'll see in the stadiums when they're old enough to buy their own tickets to stuff I always thought you know if we're successful it would take 20 years for you to really see it in global yeah. support if you care <laughs> and you you don't necessarily have to care in the slightest about how many supporters no you you don't have to. You absolutely shouldn't care how about club size and that sort of thing. But now we're absolutely you know, obviously Harlan's probably the thing that's just really accelerated it. The global that superstar was- there. It's you're now seeing it just everywhere, and there's there's parts around the world where you know you love like huge pockets of Chelsea fans, United fans, Liverpool fans. You may never totally break that, but it still starts creeping into like little every areas, and obviously City have identified the Asian market as somewhere to go for, and mm. you've seen you've seen the effect already. So, yeah, I mean, I don't really care, but hey, if this is the sort of support that allows us to buy another Erling Haaland in a couple of years, then so be it. And yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just one less thing to rival fans to somehow try and find something wrong about City, is it not? So, Yeah, well, I, I think the the first thing is I, I don't want to put it all on Haaland, uh, but I do think that signing a global superstar does change the complexion of the, uh, particularly the overseas view. Hmm. Um, I, I think you do, that. there are large, large kind of demographics that you can hoover up yeah. If you sign global superstars, it's a tipping point. It's got to be him now. Mm. That there are home game um, compared to last se- well, last season is the one that's just finished, is it not? Uh, the season before that, honestly, you can't get tickets for home games now. 
one's two months away. There's like dotted ones around. What else has changed in yeah, last summer that suddenly means you cannot get a ticket unless you've already got one, of course? You know, that Madrid debacle with the tickets for the where they let any members buy them. We could have sold double the capacity easily, I reckon. But you, they put tickets on sale, didn't they, last week, I think? General sale tickets on? You couldn't get in sight. I mean, it's a city ticket site. You can never get in it. It's a shambles. But you couldn't get in and they're all gone, I think. And that wasn't there a year ago, you know, like, or 15 months ago. I think it is a tip. Obviously, the support is going up and up with success. It'll it'll leach, it'll bleed in, and it'll be harder and harder to get a ticket, and that is why we're expanding, of course, one of the reasons. But I do think Harland was a tipping point. It's just mm. like, suddenly, like, it's just putting the car into a different gear, basically. I, don't I like know. that analogy. I like mm. that analogy. Um, so, we've not really spoken. How's your summer been? First question. Cool. Well, we're on different sides of the jet stream, so it's been wet. <laughs> it's been very I've fucking had enough of it. You know what, half the time I'd still be on this side of the jet stream and the other side than my front garden being on fire. Uh half yeah, the time exactly. it's sunny and seventy degrees, you know, and that's alright, isn't it? It's not brilliant, but it's alright. But there's always rain around the corner. There's always rain around the corner. It's killed England ashes, it's, it kills your plans when you want to go out and do stuff. It's just... But football-wise, I think it was Steve, I said it to you last week. I, honestly, I'm in no rush to get football back because of really? the treble. Because of the treble. I'm chilled. I, I could stop now for a year. <laughs> I could dine out on it for a year. I don't, of course I'll be back in it. I'll be back on it and nervous as hell. In a community shield game, which, as you know, I think is a friendly. I was getting a bit anxious during the Bayern Munich game. <laughs> you know, it's always the way. It's like, I'll always feel that. And once Burnley comes around, I'll be right back on it. But I'm not mm. in a rush. Some summers, I'm like, three weeks in, you're like, right, I want some more football back now. Uh, no, I'm so chilled after that treble winning season. that There's no rush. Because I guess a part of me thinks, where do you go from here? You win another treble, that'd be brilliant. But if honestly, they've kind of completed football. Uh, I know, you know there's the no Carabao Cup in there. And that means I can chill for a bit longer, I think. The weird thing for me is that I I find myself uh, more anxious for the season to start because of the treble. Hmm. I, I, I'm absolutely certain that somehow winning the treble has made me more anxious and therefore I need the season to start and I need the team to look a bit like they did last season at their best for me to sort of calm down a little bit and actually that I've found the friendlies very cathartic and really enjoyable because I've not really enjoyed the kind of transfer I, I find no, every no, summer yeah every summer I get a bit more uh like I don't like it. Every and uh, you know we do we we have a podcast and people are really interested in transfer talk oh. and transfer business and I respect that and there's a, there's a side of it that I do find relatively interesting but in the main I really don't enjoy it. I just feel as though it's... I feel like there's a there's a a segment 
of supporters, and this isn't exclusive to City, every Premier League club, there's a segment of supporters who are more invested in transfer season than they are in the football season. There's, there's Twitter accounts that you'll never hear from during the season. Even when you're killing it and winning things, you never hear from them, right? As soon as the transfer window opens, they're on it every day. Why hasn't this happened? Why hasn't that happened? And I think that if you're online like we are because of the pod on social media or on Twitter, I think it begins to affect you. I real I've I've realized that mm. simply by walking away from it for twelve hours, fourteen hours, by tuning it out, I immediately feel a lot better about the whole thing. I think it's just it's yeah. I, I put that meme on Twitter every you know that there's a photo of Pep and Kevin De Bruyne in front of a training whiteboard and he's like yeah. pointing at it. And every yeah, yeah, summer yeah, yeah. every summer I do the jokes just you and me now, Kev. Because every summer we go through this same routine of like panic and shrieking over like everyone's leaving, blah, blah, blah. Now, actually, it's the first summer where I might be right. <laughs> so uh, it is important. It's huge. It's vital. It's a big summer, this. And where we end up at the end of it is very, very important. But there's only so much time you can spend thinking about yeah. and looking at the. Nothing's happening most of the time. And you have to wait for stuff to happen. I was on Blue Moon's transfer page. I was going in seven, eight times a day for a few days. And I was like, what are you, you're doing this because you're bored generally during your day and you're trying to avoid work. That's why you're doing it, let's be honest. Well, you know, it was, it, there was nothing there. It was just people, you know, just saying the same thing time. It's not a criticism of it. There was, you know, people will post and lots of different people have different opinions, but nothing was actually actually happening at the time it's like i don't need everyone's opinions on every single player we've been linked with either you know it's just like it's not doing me any good when the just wait and see is just the best policy in a way wait little stories always coming about bernardo silva goes one way then the other way then it's like it's very tiring and we're not really getting anywhere are we because you wait an hour and you will find two conflicting stories about Kyle walker so what's the point? Yeah, what is the point? Wait for your trusted sources, read it, move on, get on with your life. It is important that this is a big, big su summer in the transfer market. But the bottom line is, you know, I am anxious. I've got some issues, you know, some concerns as well. I'm usually very relaxed and just trust City. But at the end of the day, they'll, they'll come out of it the other side. We'll still be all right. We'll still be competing for all the big trophies, so... Yeah. What's the one thing you want to see? If there's one thing that you'd like to see between now and the end of the window in terms of outgoings and incomings, what? so one each, what are the two things that you'd like to see? I obviously want Bernardo Silva to stay. I think it's big. That It was always the big one in the summer. Mm. Always. Don't yep. care if he wants to leave. I don't think he'd down tools. No one wants to pay for him. Hey, I... I think I said on previously, well, look, he just needs to go because it's all tiring now. Sod that. I can just ignore any stories and want to see him in that lineup again next season. I mean, if he signed a new contract, and I think that's damn unlikely, that would be astonishingly brilliant news. And, like, you know, so I'd be happy going into next season, whatever else happens, basically. Uh, incomings, I think you've got, to, you've got to separate yourself from being a football manager mode. Because football manager mode, I'm sure we'll get to this later maybe, 
It's like, you sell Phillips, you bring Lavier in. No brainer, bar, we're better off that way. You know, do something like that. Uh, and me, me and Football Manager, as a fan, I know we've got, I hate the word, war chest. War, war chest, such a media thing, isn't it? Look at, what, look at our net spend and our sales. We have got money to burn, have we not? The emotional side of me as a fan wants City to make a statement signing. Just like balls out signing, go and sign someone, even though it might not be sensible. Uh, but then I have to restrain myself and go, no, come on, just City don't do that. They don't win the treble doing stuff like that. They buy because there's a need. I, yeah, won't, be able, I won't be able to give you a name because I know you discussed this with Lloyd. Position-wise, yeah, I want us to buy, honestly, a really exciting wide player. And that'll just get me excited as a fan. Yeah. And the concern is the city's approach of, oh, we'll make do. That's what concerns me. Not that, oh, Kyle Walker might leave, and I don't want him to. He's got he's got legs in him to be an asset to us for at least one year, maybe more. So is Mares. Yeah, I'll be upset about that. My bigger concern on the other side is that we don't replace players that leave. So every summer I say it, hey, let's just be aggressive in the transfer market balls out and go for it but sensible city don't really do that do they no i think city what i what i kind of like but i think can also be frustrating about city is that i'm beginning to feel as though city tend to do business when you don't expect them to hmm. city tend to make moves in moments where you don't really expect them to and whenever it feels like the market is hot and aggressive city don't really move um so I think there's an element of that playing into it this summer. I'm with you. Like I, I'm, I'd like to see a winger. My only, my only thing with that is I don't really see the point in uh, kids. And what I mean by kids, or is like we've been linked with that lad Ryan Shirky at Leon, and I'm not specifically picking him. I'm using him as a kind of general example of a uh, of a highly rated young player from another European club. I don't really think that's what City need because we have, which we'll go on to talk about, we have plenty of highly rated young players who deserve an opportunity. I think that um, sometimes we can get ourselves caught up in the idea that, well, we're, we spent 40 million euro on him. He must be amazing. Well, yeah. if somebody came and tried to buy Oscar Bob or James McAtee or Cole Palmer, they'd be paying 40 million euro for a reason. So I feel as though if you're going to go and buy a winger, you've got to figure out and buy someone who's proven, basically. You've got to go and buy someone where from day one, they are like, it's their position. Um, and those are more difficult to come across. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not scouting. I don't watch world football, so they must be out there. Mm. Well, uh, there's one. There's one that we're going to talk about today, mate. Don't you worry. <laughs> that's a lovely. That's a lovely segue into uh, into yesterday's game. So, mm. uh, City played Bayern Munich. Um, firstly, uh, your general thoughts on the first game, the game against the Yokohama Mariners. Um, what What do you think were positives? Any negatives that jumps out? from it and then bleed that into yesterday what did you want to see yesterday thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show 
to listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.